Herring Review. What's going on, Yidden? Welcome back to Herring Review. I have a guest. I have Olivia here today, and we're super excited to try some wasabi creamy herring from Boogie's Bagels. You know, I That's the one. voice of Jeremy Urbach. He's a young Canadian content creator, and this is one of his entertaining videos on his YouTube channel called Gishmak Herring, where he reviews herring. The name of the series, Gishmak, is Yiddish for delicious or yummy, and that makes sense given the topic. For many, it's hard to imagine a plate of herring without a surrounding huddle of Zaydis drinking l'chaims and trading stories from the old country back in Europe, which is why the subject of today's show is such a surprising fit to champion this Ashkenazi dish. Urbach has tasted all kinds of herring since he started doing the herring reviews, from the regular jar of pickled herring that we all know, to trying some new flavor combos on the road in Crown Heights, New York, or Israel. Urbach started making these videos during the pandemic just for fun, but now, two and a half years later, Geschmack Herring is gaining an audience of fans on Instagram and YouTube, and he's got stickers and t-shirts and hoodies, and he's taking a food that used to be the nostalgic snack just for his grandparents' generation and making it cool for hip young foodies like himself. I've learned that herring really brings people together, especially Jews. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of Jew, like, you know, Mizrahi, Sephardi, Ashkenazi, everyone just wants to come and be in Herring Review and, you know, just want to have herring because they know it's part of the Jewish culture and that's why they enjoy it. I'm Ellen Besner and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, January the 10th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Jeremy Urbach is 21. He grew up in a home with two doctors as parents. He graduated from CHAT, a private Jewish high school in Toronto. Then he did a year at Yeshiva, and he's now studying business at Western University in London, Ontario, where he's also president of the campus Chabad. Urbach's herring reviews showcase a wide range of flavors and guests, from his friends at school to rabbis. He's even tasted herring with Rudy Rockman, the Israeli activist who you might remember being kidnapped in Nigeria while filming some lost Jewish tribesmen. I met Urbach at his family's Toronto home, and I also met his videographer, Avi Teach, who's studying at Queen's University in Kingston. I asked Jeremy to tell us how it all began. Yeah, sure. So pretty much how it started was... I, after high school, I immediately went to Israel to go to yeshiva, yeshiva at Ashrenu. And then, you know, when COVID hit after, I was really bored. Um, there wasn't really anything to do. And I was really inspired by, you know, my time in yeshiva. And like, I like, you know, making videos and being creative. So I guess hair and herring is something really important in my family. So I started making herring videos. And then like the whole year in quarantine, I was just making them like once a week, just alone. And then all my friends started saying like, this is funny, like, can I do one with you? And then, you know, it started, it became a lot bigger, which is really awesome. You said that it's very important in your family. What does that mean? Um, so my, half my family is South African and, and like herring is a really big thing there, especially chopped herring. And my grandparents always make chopped herring and we would always eat it. And even just like going to shul, as, since I was a young kid, there was, I was always like eating the herring. It was always a big thing, you know, the play with the pickled herring and the toothpicks. And, you know, Kiddush was going on and everyone was going for the rogalach. But me and my sister and my dad were just at the herring table, just eating it all. Is there a way that South Africans call herring that we don't, like Ashkenazis in Canada? Or it's all just herring? Chopped herring, yeah. And is it the exact same way they make it that... Well, I guess they have regular herring there, but the herring, I know it's a big tradition, it's chopped herring. And what they do is they take pickled herring, they chop it into really small pieces, and they make it with eggs and sometimes pickles. My granny makes it a lot. Like a, like a chutney? 
Or like relish, like yeah. a, like a relish. Mm-hmm. So that size. It's so good. Oh, okay, okay. And then what do they spread it, or you just eat it like egg yeah, salad? You put on kiffel, which is the crackers that you're hearing on, or or challah or anything. So that's the South African way. Yeah. And so, is there like a special Urbach family recipe? There's no special Urbach herring way, but actually, two weeks ago, me and Avi made our own herring. We made chipotle mayo herring. That's the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually really good. How did you do that? So we uh, we wanted we wanted a chipotle mayo flavor. So we added like um, mayonnaise, uh, chipotle sauce, um, all sorts of different spices, and we made that sort of base um, sauce for it. And then we cut up a bunch of plain. Uh, pickled herring and mixed it all together and put it in the fridge and we tried it and it was actually really so good. like two weeks of marinating or how does it how long no it, we it, had one day of marinating <laughs> yeah so that's kind of more like creamed herring yeah it was creamed herring my husband was asking me about whether they have is creamed herring like permitted or it has to only be the pickled kind no all no, herring all yeah. kinds yeah. how many yeah. different ways are, are there to make yeah. herring so many different kinds i mean you could just you could you could just mix herring with any sauce and then boom you get the herring Sweet or always sour, savory? Like what? Do you, Could be is sweet, there a dessert savory, herring? Spicy, like Nutella. No. Um, but I, I've had herring that tastes really good, like maple syrupy kind of herring. It's so sweet and delicious. Like I would eat that for dessert and for appetizers and the main meal too. Tell me how you got the name uh, and the like the idea for the gishmak. Um, so gishmak is a Yiddish word. It means like awesome, and it's kind of like our whole vibe here. And there's also a song called uh, it's a niggin and. It's like a Jewish song called Gishmak to be a Yid. And that's one of my favorite ones. You know, it always gets the people going. And uh, we just, I don't know, Gishmak herring, it just rolls off the tongue. It's Gishmak to be a Yid, cause I'm a Nura kid. It's Gishmak to be a Yid. Also, tell me about the health benefits of herring. I'm sure you've researched that well. People eat salmon and they want to have like omega-3 fatty acids. But I was told herring is actually better Yeah, well, it's actually, we went to, um, last year we went to the Rebbe's Choice facility in New York. And Rebbe's Choice is a new up-and-coming herring brand. And when we were reviewing herring with him, he was telling us all about the health benefits. Um, Yeah, so you mentioned like the oils and the the fat, like the good, the healthy fats. Um, Herring is in a lot of oil and oil is actually something that's good for you. And it's good for your brain, especially in the herring itself. There's a lot of omega-3s, which are also really good for your brain. Um, we heard a joke. Um, our, we went to chat, which was our high school, and our old rabbinic teacher told us um, there was a, an old Jewish man sitting on a plane with a, a non-Jewish man, and the Jewish man was eating herring. And then the Jewish man said to the non-Jewish man, he's like, do you want to know how Jews got so smart? It's because we eat herring. So let's talk about the religious versus, like, who... Is, is it only a Jewish thing that people eat herring? Jew, eat herring is definitely really big in Judaism, but we, we've kind of put our own spin on it. Like we, um, Avi used to live with this guy from the Netherlands and we had him on Herring Review and he said, you know, in the Netherlands they have herring everywhere and like herring carts. Like, I think they eat it slightly differently there. I think they, um, they more eat it uh, in like raw big fillets because the, the herrings are really native to like the North Sea, right? So I guess... Uh, when you're, you know, in the Netherlands or Denmark or, you know, somewhere where it's Denmark. it's very fresh, um, then you would just eat it sort of in that style, like freshly caught, like fillets of herring. I think with most things, like with most Jewish cuisines, like we sort of adopt the cuisine of wherever we're living, but we put our own unique spin on it. I think that's sort of what's been done with herring. It's it is like it it isn't like a particularly Jewish food. 
Um, but I think the, the Jewish way of eating it, that the, of the herring that we usually try, is a unique preparation style for the food. Which is the pickled one and the brine. Yeah. It could be pickled, it could be in oil, or it could just be in sauce. Well, it's definitely, I grew up in it in synagogue too. And, and also the jars, that's what my grandfather would eat, the jars. And I don't know whether you like it with onions or without the onions. Some people just get rid of the onions. Other people like the thoughts. No, onions are necessary. The, onion, the onions are definitely a, a pivotal component. Yes. Yeah. You need the crunch. Um, if there's no crunch, it's not, it's not that good. And the, and the herring to onion ratio is a very delicate balance. Yeah. There are some herring places that just, you know, you're just buying a tub of onions and we really don't like that. Like sometimes you buy a whole container and there's five pieces of herring and it's full of onions. Now you got to have the proper ratio. Maybe onions are cheaper too. Let's talk about price. I know everyone's worrying about inflation and how prices have gone up for everything. Is there any uh, impact at all on the cost of herring now? Yeah, herring's like pretty expensive. I mean, it's premium stuff. I think it's around $7 for a container of herring. And sometimes the more premium flavors, like if there's a, there's a flavor at Bobby's Bagels, you know, shout out to Bobby's Bagels, one of our favorite herrings is Jaime's Sweet and Spicy Herring, and they use a real maple syrup, and that one's more expensive than the other ones because there's just more work that goes into it. Is there any herring you tried that is horrible, that you yeah, hated? Yeah, herring in Israel is so bad. The herring we've had in Israel is really, really garbage. Yeah, Ooh, and it's, and it's, very and it's weird because in Israel you can find herring like in literally any grocery store, any like convenience store, but it isn't it isn't at all up to the quality standard. Wait, wait, why? Is it because they don't know how to make it or is it because they do different flavors that you don't used to or, or what? I don't know. Why do we think? Because we, we go to New York and the herring is amazing in New York, but in Israel it's not. So I, I don't know. The flavors weren't creative. It was just like very salty, mm-hmm. very like salty. plain herring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so too they, salty. Yeah, yeah they don't they don't salty. really do like the the cream herrings or like the creative flavoring. They they just sort of do like plain salty herring. Yeah. No, I'm sure there are people in Israel who can make very good herring. We 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 haven't found them yet. We will. But uh, the herring we found like that we can get it in the hotels or at the shuk is it's not up to par. All right. So listeners who are in Israel, you have to send uh, the Gishmak herring people some uh, some good places yes. for them to try it. And, and this is a challenge now. The gauntlet or the, the sardine tin has been yes. thrown, right? So you had a, you had influencers on it, on your show, Rudy yeah. from Israel. You've had herring makers. Who else have you had that's super famous? Um, well, we had this guy, the Kosher King, who's like a Toronto legend, yeah. Shlomo Asayag. He re- goes around Toronto reviewing kosher food and you know, he really wanted to be on the show and that was a really good episode. We're, we're going to have him back for sure. Who do you want that you haven't got yet? The number one or guest we want, I want is Denny Avdia, who uh, he's an Israeli. He's in the NBA on the Washington Wizards. He got drafted three years ago and he's the only Israeli in the NBA. Um, and yeah, he's like kind of my hero. So I would love to review Herring with him. And what did the Haredi or ultra-Orthodox people think about this? That you, you went down to Brooklyn and you were you know, doing it on the streets with Rebs and you, you talked to them. What did they think about you doing They think it's funny. They love it. They I, th- love I it, think yeah. they love it. I think they think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first ever review was with the Chabad ra- rabbis of Newmarket. Yeah, they, they thought it was funny. And a lot of them, uh, especially Chabad, which is a lot, like we were around Chabad a lot, they don't eat herring in the week. They only eat it on Saturday for lunch. But sometimes we can convince them to eat herring with us. Really? Oh, you can't just have it if you feel like no, on top of a salad. No, no it's no. only a Shabbat yeah. thing. Yeah, they're like, we grew up eating Shabbat lunch. We don't have it any other time of the week. I mean, when we were in Crown Heights, um, surrounded by all Chabadniks, we were, uh, we would like um, generate like a crowd around us, mm-hmm. all watching us um, do the reviews. So I think they, I think they find it, it's something that like they've probably never seen before is like some like, you know, non-Haredi kids walking around 
reviewing herring with people, but I think they, they love it. They think well, it's- that's an interesting question that you bring up because how do you bridge that gap? I mean, we just don't really think about the divisions in Judaism. Like there's a lot of people say like Haredi, you know, Ashkenazi, Sephardi. We just kind of say like, we're, we're all Yidden. So we, we always say what's going on Yidden. So at the end of the day, herring is something for all Jews. Now you talked about, you had a Dutch friend. Was his friend Jewish? No, he was not. So let's talk about you've had non-Jews on your show. Oh yeah. Right? And did they, they know herring. about herring? Yeah. Well, not they don't really know. They don't usually know about herring unless they're European like Tease was. But um yeah, some of the non-Jews are not European and they don't know about herring until we do the herring review and they love herring. They actually usually on average non-Jews give higher ratings than Jews. Is there any herring besides uh, uh, this stuff that you were talking about that you should recommend people try if they're going to like take a little step into the herring world. How ease them in? What should they try first and like next to get the idea? You should try Feature Foods pickled herring fillets. It's, uh, I always say it's the beginner herring. It's what I grew up eating at Shul. It's really good. The flavor is great. The texture is great. And then once you've tried that, I would go for any honey mustard herring because I, f- I find people like honey mustard. What do your family think about this? I don't know. I think when I started doing it, they were just like, oh, Jeremy's doing something. You know, he's one of his shenanigans, but I think now they kind of like it. You know, they get, they all wear the shirts and the sweaters. So do they actually all eat herring or is anyone? Oh, everyone in my like family herring? loves herring. Yeah. I, I would say, I would say the Urbach family is a, is a, is probably the biggest herring family I've seen. Yeah, I mean, the, even like when we made our homemade herring the other week and then, uh, his little sister came home and tried it and his, and his mom tried it and they both loved it. Like, I don't think in my family, I, I don't think everyone in my family would, be that into it, but the airbags definitely are. Yeah. Have you ever had any anti-Semitism about it in your life? About, you know, being so outwardly Jewish? No. I just think, like, usually we're really humble. Like, we always try to stay humble, but I think when people see us reviewing Herring, they're always like, well, those guys are so cool. So how could we possibly be anti-Semitic to them? It's more of a foodie type of audience, yeah. I suppose, right? As opposed to a pro-Palestinian, anti-Palestinian. I mean, yeah. I'm not leading. I don't mean to lead on it. I'm just asking. No, obviously, like, we support Israel. And, like, that's our most important thing to our hearts. But, you know, we also just eat herring and we just try to be menches. Also, when we were in Israel, we tried to, to do reviews with Palestinians. We couldn't organize one, but yeah. we were close at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it sort of is something that transcends... Uh, ethnicity, religion, like, it, yeah. you know, backgrounds is food. Everyone, you know, it's like sitting down like a Jew and a Palestinian for like hummus. Like it's, you know, it's food. We can all bond over it. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of asking you, is there any particular thing you think people should drink with eating? Um, the Chabad people would say always vodka. Like they're big on vodka. But, you know, how I grew up, what I said my dad's in the Scotch club. They always have Scotch with herring. So yeah, I would pair scotch with herring. Also beer. Beer is a great option. I want you to teach me how you start what you do when you guys, when you do your recordings, you have like a special kind of opening shtick that you do. So I would love you to do it for us. Yeah, so pretty much like what we do is we we have our our phone set up filming the area we're going to film. Then we walk in the camera and we do like the signature herring review. It's uh, two claps, herring review, one word for each clap. All right, so let's do it together. One, two, three. Review. Okay, That's I it. should do CJN Daily. Yeah, you <laughs> might need more claps like CJN Daily. There you go, CJN Daily. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to the Jewish community in London, Ontario. And here's why. Remember in December I did an episode 
about an artist who makes those iconic blue metal moose menorahs. And I told you that Nancy Clark isn't Jewish. And despite being a sought-after Judaica artist in London, she told us she'd never actually lit the candles or even been invited to light them. Well, the Jewish Federation in London jumped into action, and they invited Nancy and her husband as special guests to light candles with them on the fifth night of Hanukkah. Two community members brought along their own moose menorahs to light that night at the JCC. The executive director of the Federation, Rob Nagus, showed Nancy the ropes, and everyone sang the blessings, including a Shehecha Yanu, to mark Nancy's first Hanukkah experience. Nicely done, London. If you missed that episode, I've put the link in our show notes. Thanks again for listening to the CJN Daily. If you want to support us, go to the link in our show notes and donate to the CJN through Canada Helps. You'll get a tax receipt, charitable tax receipt. Talk to you tomorrow. 